What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators 176, to be exact. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn to my right. Yo, yo, yo. What's poppin', brother? It's going good, bro. Just chilling. We we got some spring training games going on. Mm-hmm. I've been love, lo- mm-hmm. loving seeing all the highlights of that because we're not sitting down watching spring training. No, so, not full games. Although I might, no. I may or may not have had a quad screen up of MLB yesterday before I went to work. That did happen. We we were watching some of the games. We did see the the Jason Dominguez home run the other yeah. day for the Yankees. That was sick. It was sick. So we we've, we've been catching them where where we could, and it's been fun. Baseball's coming back around. We're we're right around the corner, and Dude. I'm I'm hyped. Now I'm hyped. I don't know about you. I'm hyped. We're about a month away, and um, you know we we got to get our spring training games out there. But that's just how that goes. Um, there's apparently money lines on spring training games. That Ridiculous. makes you feel better. There are betting options to get your fix in. That is a thing you can do. Disgusting, but it's you know if if you're betting on preseason. Do you have an you have an issue? Lord and Lord help you. I wish I had like a <laughs> prize picks promo code or like DraftKings, but the those you know we don't have one. Otherwise, I would I would be giving it to you, Mister Spring Sponsor Training us. Better, Mister Spring Spon- Training Better Gambler. Come on, bro. Yeah, um, dude, MLB, picks, give us a code. Yeah, give us a code. MLB being back is amazing, and there are a couple of new rules coming into this year, and I know you have them pulled up. So what you got for me? Tell them. Let them the, know. There is there is some new rules, and before we get into the rules, there's just one thing I'm really, really excited for, and that's every team playing every single team. I'm so excited for that. Like that that's one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to for this year. Being able to just have some random matchups that we don't usually get. I'm super excited for that. Super excited for that. But yeah. in in terms of uh rules, we'll we'll start with the pitch clock. Cause that's been really controversial controversial as of uh lately everybody's like oh you're killing the game you're you're um catering to people who don't watch the game it's like okay relax let's just let's try to spice things up maybe maybe it'll work maybe it won't who's to say but for the pitch clock we start out with 15 seconds the pitcher from the time they get the ball they got 15 seconds to start their motion to get the pitch out that's when nobody on base you have runners on you get 20 seconds cool the hitters get one timeout per plate appearance. So no no more stepping out of the box every single time, undoing your gloves, making sure you look pretty. None of that. Just stay in there. Be ready. Pitchers get two disengagements per batter, which means you can either pick off or step off. You only get two. If you do more than that, it's a violation and it's a balk. We don't want that. So... As of right now, the games have been moving pretty speedy across the board. I, there's been games finishing in like two and a half hours. There's one that was like two seventeen. Yeah, like they're, they're zipping. They're zipping. And it, you know, it is uh, spring training, obviously, so it's not one to one exactly, right? But yeah, uh, I do want to say shout out Manny Machado, the first ever victim of of the pitch clock strike rule. He, uh, he didn't get in. He got a strike call. He was the first ever. 24 hours later, he gets an 11-year, $350 million bag as a compensation for that. So uh, shout out to that extension. Cool. That is insane. His deal total wound up being over $500 million um, in his time as a Padre. He'll be a Padre till he's 40 unless he gets traded. I don't think he will. So much money. It's <laughs> so much money. It, it's a lot of money. I I want to say he won't, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's so much money. But but then we look on the bad side of it. We had a game end. There's two outs, bases loaded. It was uh, the Red Sox and Braves. You know, Braves. Red Sox and Braves. And the game ends because the batter was in the box with with eight seconds left, but he was not alert and ready according to the umpire. And and that's where I really don't like the rule, because now we're making it an inconsistent judgment call based on what the umpire thinks is ready for the batter, and I I don't like that. I don't know where your head's at with it, but I'm I'm not a fan of that right there. Yeah, I mean, 
if you if you're in the box, then like whatever result happens as a batter should be what it happens when the pitch comes. I mean, as long yeah. as you're in the box and all parts of you are in that are like legally supposed to be right. Yeah. If you're, but then there's also like, what if you never step out of the box and now you're adjusting your batting gloves in there? And I think that's probably why they have that is so that if you want to do all the extra stuff, but you're like, oh, well, look, I'm in the box. I'm in the box. It's like, it's, you know, when you're like a little kid and you're like, look, 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 I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching no, you. I'm, you're like I'm doing what you're you telling me. Shovel, dude. Like you're touching me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, so that's uh, probably why that is an effect. I'd imagine. Um, it's a but tough way to end that time, game because it was a tie. And I was like, man, what is going on in baseball over there? That That's the, <laughs> the thing. optics ending, so bad. Ending a game like that is not a good look. And, like, I, I know the, the saying, just be, be ready. Be, be ready to get in the box. <laughs> you know I, how I, I feel about that. rules that end the games. You know how I feel. Don't change them now. I would like, like I, I, I would get... like if there was a literal last strike of the game to, for the pitch clock to go away. Cause it's the last strike of the game. Sure. Like let everybody kind of take a breath, but also like why let that one pitch or one batter have. Or well, well, one, the thing is know, like, why, why have that? It, if, if you do that, then you got to do it also on like the last ball of the game in, in theory, because now you're just giving the, yeah, that's what I'm it, saying. Like the last, like BM exactly once. that situation, like a three, two count. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's that's why you don't do it because there's like, oh well, do you do it every time? Yeah, and now you got to do it on a now, yeah, now you got to do it on a three one count. You got to nah, do it on a on a one two count, and it's it's weird. It's weird. I don't like that. it. I don't either. But hey, I mean, I, I I'm here to make the games go a little bit quicker. It seems like it's going to. I do think it's going to take adjusting out of the pitchers and the hitter, mostly the pitchers. Both, the both hitters, sides. The hitters will kind of get into it pretty quickly because. They're getting more reps more frequently. Yeah. I think the pitchers, it's going to take a little bit of a toll on. You're going to see guys, and one of the problems, quote-unquote problems, with Major League Baseball right now is that pitchers don't go long into games. This will make them go even less long into games because they're having less yeah. rest time. They're moving in this strenuous movements that they do as pitchers more frequently in quicker successions that might cause more injuries or it might cause more strain on bodies that aren't used to it. So if you have a guy like I've, I've been saying it for a while, Garrett Cole, he might be a guy who struggles to kind of adjust. Look at um, Luis Garcia over in, in Houston, who used to take the entire pitch clock to pitch the ball once he started his delivery. Cause he would rock the baby, take a step back. Like he has to find a new windup legitimately. I saw side by side today, and they they literally had the the wind up doing his thing. He was rocking the baby, and then they they started his new one right when he released it, and it looks smooth. It it looks like he he's solid. Yeah, I. But I mean, I, and, and again, it it really all depends how it's going to translate to location and. I don't think it was ever an all, issue. All he that. could pitch out of the stretch. He just did it out of superstition at this point. So. And, and you know how baseball players are. <laughs> well, this is kind of a cool thing because it's going to kill a lot of superstitions like that. You can't rock the baby. You're not going to step out after every pitch, adjust your gloves, fix your cup, spit, call your wife, tell your hater. You're like, you're not going to do all that because you can't. You don't have time. You have eight seconds. Get out of that box, big fella. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool. There's a clip that I saw today of Joey Votto a couple of years ago when he was much younger. He had no wrinkles. He looked very handsome. Um, a long and, time ago. Long time ago. And there was an at-bat where he stayed in the at-bat. And every pitch he took, he just like sh like shook and then stayed. His feet never moved. He stayed in the box. And the second that the catcher threw that ball back, he was ready i was like that's so funny he was ready for this moment if only he knew he wouldn't be as good <laughs> it, it's funny because Giancarlo stanton does stanton that too does that like too, there, yeah. there's so many times where a pitch would be thrown and jesus still in the box yeah. waiting he'll like and stand up like, a little bit more and then just he might give a little bat swing come right back and just sit mm -hmm. sit and wait yeah. so it's, it's going to be easier for some guys a, a lot of guys is going to be hard but yeah and then i do want to touch here for it 
I do want to talk real quick about the um, the step-offs that you said with the pitchers, the disengagements. That is going to really help stealing bases, right? So if you're a pitcher yeah. and you disengage on a 1-2 count or on a 1-0 count because you didn't see the pitch or you didn't like the pitch or you needed more time, you have to scratch your neck, whatever it is, now you only have one disengagement to try and keep this runner honest. Now you do it, you pick him off, you don't get him. That runner can take four steps and gone. Like there is yeah. nothing that can stop that runner from taking the max amount of steps and leaving free base. Yeah. And cool? there, there's so there's so many times where <laughs> the first base coach coach is literally timing the pitcher to see, OK, how many seconds he's taking for his wind up and delivery and stuff. Now with the pitch clock, that's going to be a lot easier for them to just really hone in on and say, OK, this guy is constantly throwing the ball at like six seconds you see that get to six seconds take off yeah because Go. you because you can't get to nine seconds you don't have that time no so. yeah just go yeah. So I'm really excited for stolen bases to be back. Yeah, like, that's ba- gonna be a and, and they're like actually gonna be back too. Also, one thing, another residual of this, you're probably gonna see more teams using the pitch com system. So catchers, yeah. the era of catchers throwing down fingers is probably over because the time you get that ball, you have those 15 seconds. You're not gonna lean in. And then get up and pick your pitch. You don't have the time for that. So they're going to the pitch calm. You'll shake your head while you're just like walking back to the mound. And that's yeah. just, it'll it'll be more effective or more efficient. And I don't know. And, and another rule that um also kind of goes hand in hand with stolen bases is the bigger bases. Yeah. We, we move from a uh, 15 inch uh, bags to 18 inches. And the, the, the point of it is to, um, be there for player safety. You're not yeah. stepping on people's uh, ankles anymore, and you just got more room to really go cover the bag, especially for like pitchers where they're just running downhill at a 45 degree angle with people. Like they got to stop on the dime to get there. Yeah. So that that's one thing that's for. But at the same time, shorter distance between the bags now. Um, between first and second and second and third, it's reduced by four and a half inches. Yeah. That's a lot. That's <laughs> and too then, much. And then, even. and then three inches from home to first and third to home. So that's too much. That, even. That, that's a lot. So yeah. so now obviously shorter distance, shorter uh, um, travel time for the these fast baseball players. Trey Turner's getting down that line fast. Yeah. So also, you, you better be ready. Also, the base being bigger is just more of a surface area to defend as well. So like, there's more. Yeah room yeah, to get place. a backdoor slide and all that so stealing yeah. is just going to be boosted in general like they kind of if this is like a video game patch just like this is the stealing patch currently <laughs> like we are in, yeah and i i feel like it's going to be op i, I feel be. like it really might we're really gonna have this as a big part of the game now a lot of teams have gone away from it over the last like not the yankees would you say like five five ten years 20 years, dude. Nobody's nobody's 20. stolen ever since Barry Bond stopped stealing. Yeah, so Once he stopped he, stealing, people stopped stealing. That's just how that went. I mean, obviously, there was still some, but, like, that, that, that died once Barry Bonds like, was like, hey, man, watch me at 700 home runs instead. It's way, le- <laughs> yeah. way less work. <laughs> so having that being a big part of the game now is really sick. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and, and that'll be really good. Um, again, Baseball is just fun to have. The best thing about baseball is that there's games from 1 o'clock to 10 o'clock constantly. And so there's always going to be a sport on now, especially once summer kicks in and the dog days are here and all that. So I'm super excited. And it's just something while we wait for the best part of the NBA season, right? And and that is fully in effect right now because we have seen some really, really good games this week. The second highest scoring game of all time happened on Friday. I think it was Friday or Saturday or I don't know. It was sometime early this weekend. The Kings and the Clippers go to go to OT 175 to 174. De'Aaron Fox has 40 something. Malik Monk has 40 something. Kawhi Leonard has 40 something. Paul George has 30 something. Like what in mean. the world mm-hmm. are we talking about? 150 yeah. points between those three? <laughs> They're four? Jeez. It's sick. 
Yeah, and and the Kings get a big win because the Kings are actually proving that they're a team that is like competent and they're like playing winning basketball. It's kind of impressive. Pretty fun. Absolutely. And they, you know, they beat a good Clippers team and was it Russ's debut? I I believe so. Yeah. I'm not 100%, but I believe so. I think that was Russ's debut. He had a decent game. And then like, dude, the Clippers come back and Two nights later, have another OT game. They have to play the Kings and the Nuggets in back-to-back games, which is tough because they're both Insane. the one and the three seed. They go to OT again. Kawhi Leonard's going to overheat. The, the The most injured man <laughs> in America is, is short-circuiting at this point. He's never played this many minutes in his life. And <laughs> they lose both of these games, too. And out of the man, the Nuggets look like impressively good. I wish they had a better defensive unit, but like you've seen it. Like we watched it in that OT. 19, bro. We watched that, it in that OT. Was wild. Jokic <laughs> was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just gonna go win this game. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. And um, I don't know, man. Like seeing them be a one seed and they're like a half a game or two two games or something like that in the loss column back of the Celtics for the best record in the league that's like what are we doing yeah too it's crazy it's crazy i i love that the west is like looking spicy in in terms of the teams we got there like you got nuggets grizzly 1 2 and then kings suns have been there a little bit clippers 5 and then like Dallas, Golden State, uh, Utah, it, it's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah and it's I mean, really sick to especially the Kings out out of everybody. Well, if you Seeing look the at it, the four through the twelve seed, thirteen seed, the mm-hmm. four through the thirteen seed is like a five game discrepancy. If the, if the yeah. Thunder went on a five game win streak and the Suns went on a five game losing streak, they'd have the same record. And that's a lot. Yeah. Those, that, those things aren't going to happen. But, like, that's the four uh-huh. seed compared to the 12. So there's a lot of yeah. variation going on over there in the West. Uh, I know that the Timberwolves have been playing weird basketball lately. So maybe they wind up falling out. Maybe the Lakers slide in. I don't really know what's going on over there, man. Yeah. The Jazz have been playing well because, like, Lori's balling this year. Shout out, uh, Lori. I guess. Like, the Jazz are trying mm-hmm. to tank, and they're two games back of the Clippers who, like, just picked up Russ off of them because they want to contend. But there's a two-game difference between those teams. <laughs> so it's like, maybe the Jazz should have just kept them, bro. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> make, a, make a run. I don't know. Try. NBA is oh, weird sometimes, it's, bro. It's so weird sometimes. Especially when um, we get two 70-point games in one season. In one season. And and Dame last night was on one. That boy popped his Senzu bean and, and went Super Saiyan real fast because the Blazers have not been doing great this year. It's been a weird year. They started out super hot. They've had a bunch of streaks. They lost like five in a row at one point. Wasn't feeling good. I'm pretty sure, like, this win might be something that propels them because they didn't have uh, Anthony Simons playing. He did not play in this game. And then Dame going for 71. Just the problem is, when you have a guy scoring 71 and it took you to the fourth quarter to really, like, all right, this game's over. That's a problem. Like, you got to have 71 and beat the brakes off this team. Especially the Rockets. The Rockets are Charlotte Bobcat level bad. 2012 Charlotte Bobcats. They are like... They are one Sangoon hamstring pull away (laughs) from being Charlotte Hornet. Or Charlotte Bobcats bad. Uh, Uh, Bobcats. It's not talked about how bad of a team name... (laughs) Well, the team name, whatever. The team name in in a company with the actual worst North American sports team probably of all time. And that includes literal winless teams in the NFL. Yeah. Teams that literally didn't win a game. That Charlotte Bobcats team was still worse because, oh, my God. 
They were giving up 50 a night to somebody. <laughs> 50 a night to somebody. The last time a New York Nick had 50 or more points was Melo that season. He had 62. <laughs> Probably against the Bobcats. You, you like that nugget out of nowhere? I don't know why I remember that. It's the last time a Knicks had 50. Shout out to the Bobcats. That's going to be the Rockets right now. The Blazers aren't going to have a guy score 60 after Dame for like two decades. They'll be like, hey, when's the last time we had a guy score more than 60? Ah, uh, yeah. The 2022-23 Rockets. Boy, were they bad. The The crazy part about Dame, he's on a tear right now. And yeah. let me see if I could pull this up real quick for his last 12 games. I saw it before we went live. Oh, right here. So his last 12 started from the bottom. 60 points, 30 points, 42, 42, 29, 40, 28, 33, 38, 40, 39, 71. So in 12 games, he did 60 and 71. It's pretty impressive. Dog. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. It's pretty impressive. So, he leads the league in points scored. That, that checks out. Yeah. He leads the league in points scored. I'm pretty sure he leads the league in points scored for like a margin too. Like it's like kind of significant. Let me uh Um Tatum's leading the league in total points. Is he? Yeah, it's Tatum, Luca, and Shy. Oh. And so he's not even in the top three. Where does he fall? That's uh Where does he fall? That's a nice question. Uh he's seven. He's seven? Okay. Yeah, he got fifteen hundred. The the top is seventeen thirty four. 17 oh my god yeah so he he's not so leading but. 1734 needs to chill out that's a little <laughs> laurie at 11 hey jalen brunson at 16 put some respect hey hey some respect also look at number four yeah that that boy that boy it that boy it that's pretty cool we got Two super young guards at three and four in terms of points scored. Now, they're not on yeah. good teams. They're just scoring. They're not on good teams. And, I mean, hey, that that's great, though. That's great because as a young player, you don't want to be playing bad just because you're on a bad team. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Show out. Show out. Build that build that capital for yourself. Get, get on a good market. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony's also been better this year. He's He's – Gotten a lot better defensively, and yeah, he's like growing as a player, which is cool. He's still super young. Like, it's yeah, how, that, it's how that goes. It took Tatum, Tatum, like a couple of years to become like a actual superstar. Obviously, he's there now. That's why I always say, give these players time to develop. Stop calling them we're, busts. We're not. After, we're not giving two years. Jaleel Okafor time to develop, bro. It's over. Well, well, no, that. I don't, I don't know where you pulled that name out of. Uh -huh. <laughs> that boy I'm talking cooked. number three overall pick. He's cool. How long has he he been around? Seven years. He got okay. Well, that that that's 20, different. I said I said don't call them bust after two years. Seven. He's a bust. Look, you you got four years out of me. You got four years. You half got four. A, you got half a decade to get good. You got. You got four years. Look, I'm not saying you go to the you're, go shoot. The I'm not saying you half a scrub to. I'm not saying scrub. I'm, uh, there needs to be progression. There, there needs to be progression. progression. But I'm I'm not asking you to be an all star by by year two. You got four years to really like take that next step. Start keep progressing every year, and then by year five, I I need you to to be solidified in the league. You know what we need to do? I, I saw one of the worst tweets I've ever seen. And it wasn't in that they said anything wrong, but it was about the implication, right? Uh -huh. They said, which one of these was the biggest bust? Oh, I saw that, and I hated it. And it was John Wall, Markel Fultz. Who were the other two? Oh, my God, I don't remember the other two. I think Ben Simmons was on there, too. Ben Simmons, and there was there was yeah. one other guy. Um, And I, I, I'm blanking on it, but, like, every single one of those guys... Were were or currently still are 
like quality NBA players. Like John Wall was on that yeah. list. He was a seven-time All-Star. He started in three All-Star games, and we're saying he's a bust. John Wall being on that list is disrespectful. John John Wall's the best, one of the best defensive point guards of all time, and like he, he got hurt. Like, are, are we calling Derrick Rose a bust? Uh, Derrick Rose is more of a bust than John Wall. That's the take I, I'll I, die I, on. I, I can agree with that. It's, it's more of a bust than John it's, Wall. It's still, wild, it's still a wild take out of context, but I'll, I'll agree with that. But but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's more. He <laughs> definitely is more of one than John Wall. Like I, I hate that it has any type of it's weight. Not, yeah, it's it, it's not it's not fun. But it, no, it, it's it's wild, and it's not a conversation I'm gonna have. You you said it. I hear you. We move on. That's it. <laughs> click, cl- somebody clip this. Put it on TikTok. Let everybody yell at us. That's fine. Go crazy. I don't care. But like, don't go. But like, how are we gonna say Markel Fultz is a bust when he was hurt? Because the, the Sixers were such a fractured organization when he got drafted that Jilly literally fractured so well, and, and Markel all got drafted there in top five overall picks and like forgot how to play the game because they didn't know how to develop anybody at the time before Joel and they ruined them. And then, and then he <laughs> gets hurt and he goes to Orlando and he's actually been pretty darn good for the magic. He's not going to be an all-star starter or anything like that, but are we calling like quality starting players boss? That's weird. That's really weird. Again, everybody wants you to be this 12-time All-Star, Doesn't win happen. three championships, lead the league in whatever stat you want, win awards every year. People want that every, out of every draft pick, and if they're not doing that and they're just being a quality player, oh, they suck. No, that that's not the case. It, it's just the furthest thing from the case. There, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, you yep. got to look at everybody around them. You got to look at the team. Just Just because they're not... Like at the very, very top of the league, don't mean that they're a bust. There's like how how many players in the NBA? Like four hundred, two hundred something. Two two hundred. There's like, like two hundred ten or something like that. Okay, so like <laughs> if if you're eighty seven, like come on, bro, you're fine. You're chilling. You're fine. Yeah, it was uh the fourth guy was Andrew Wiggins, which is just like yeah yeah. What are yeah. we talking about, bro? Wiggins like, was wild too. Wiggins wild was like a really allegations. Good, he was like a really decent All Star ish caliber player in Minnesota, and just like had his flaws. Then he goes to Golden State, takes a lesser role, becomes an elite defender, becomes an elite like three and D kind of a guy. He's like probably the best three and D player in the league. That's not a superstar. And it's like, and he just won a title. He was the second best player on the Warriors last year to just won a title. Like, what are we talking about? Wiggins is a solid player. And I mean, he got drafted by Cleveland, bro. Cleveland wasn't doing much at that time. They traded him immediately. Don't forget. The boy got everybody in the white. Come here, Kevin. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Who's and I always I always wished. (laughs) <laughs> I always wish that Wiggins stood on Cleveland because if he had LeBron being able to teach him and stuff, completely different player. Completely Maybe. different player. Yeah. Instead, he got I, I'll, whatever I'll, they I'll drink in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're not gonna develop much in Minnesota, and that's why he got to Golden State. And and look, revamped really, his whole career. He was really good. Because now, year. however long he's with Golden State, maybe for the next like two, three, four years. Goes somewhere else, still going to be a solid player. Yeah. Yeah, I said second Uh-oh. best was she was probably better than Clay last year. Not this year, but probably better than Clay last year. Jordan yeah. Poole's a bum. I want that to be known. That's a bust. That guy sucks. I don't care how many points he scores. That guy's horrible. That's Ooh, a that's guy. that's a classic. Like, watch the game and you'll be like, dude, this guy's detrimental. Kind of a kind of a player, you know, who's like the number one guy like that that comes to mind. We're like that guy. Whoa, look at his stats! Like he's really good. It's like he's kind of a bum. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's kind of a bum. Um, I, I know who you'll say. <laughs> who? 
<laughs> Devin Booker. <laughs> oh, certified bum. <laughs> certified bum. The worst 70-point oh, game of the decade. And um, spe- speaking of that, we got three... Three seventy-point games that that's happened. We got Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, and Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you guys the stats, and and you be the judge, and, and let us know what you guys think. Okay. At Spectators Media, we might even make a graphic about this. Probably Go comment on post. it. Hmm. Well, we'll we go and do it all. You all know. Right. So you you let us know. So who who you want me to start with? You want me to go start chronologically? D book. Go book Mitch. Damn. Okay, so Devin Booker went twenty-one for forty. From the field with on 52% shooting, four for 11 from three with 36% shooting, 24 for 26 from the line with eight rebounds, six assists, three steals, one block, and five turnovers. Devin Booker, okay, Donovan Mitchell, 22 for 34 on 64% shooting from the field, seven for 15 from three. On 46% shooting, 20 for 25 from the line, 8 rebounds, 11 assists, no steals, a block, and 4 turnovers. Now, Damian Lillard, last night, 22 for 38 from the field on 57% shooting, 13 for 22. One more time. 13 for 22 behind the arch for 3 Pointers on 59% shooting, 14 for 14 from the line, six rebounds, six, six assists, no steals, no blocks, and two turnovers. 14 free throws. Keep keep in mind, they all scored 70 or 71. Donovan and D-Book had 20 and 24 free throws. Damian had 14. 14. On 59% shooting from three. He was one three away from tying the all-time single-game record. Obviously, this is a career record for Dame in points and for threes. That's a lot. I don't think it's even particularly close as to which is the best of the group. No. I mean, Dame last night, it's not going to get talked about as much as the other ones for whatever reason. For whatever reason... And I, I don't know why. You tell me if I'm if I'm off base about this. That Devin Booker 71-point game a couple years ago is like folklore. Like, people talk about it like, where were you when Devin Booker dropped 70 points? It, it gets talked about like that sometimes where, like, people are like, oh, yeah, Devin Booker, young guy, 70-point score. Don't forget. 70 points. Don't forget. Well, I, like- I, I do think him being so young at the time is, is cool. It's definitely dope that a young player was able to do that. Whether they lost by a whole ton of <laughs> points. Not not that, single that, digits. That, that, that has something to say. But it is impressive, regardless. It is impressive. And I said this before. Book had probably the the best stat game of, of the three. Just because he was, he was filling the, the box score. He he had eight rebounds, eight assists, three steals, and a, and a block. So, like... You add that on top of being a young player, on top of scoring 70, it's impressive. It's impressive. So, like, all around, okay, cool. Maybe it it's going to stand the, the test. But you you look at now, 36% from three compared to 59. Like, that's, that's a lot. And he only made four. <laughs> yeah. Four, four to 13. Like, not great. Come on now. You want to hear, hear what's really sad about that? And you guys know I'm a Devin Booker hater. This isn't new. I'll find every way I can slander him. I don't even like this stat. I think plus minus is stupid. How do you score 70, eight boards, six assists, and have a minus six on your plus minus? That's wild. That That's wild. How, Sway? <laughs> How? <laughs> it makes no sense. That's wild. <laughs> you know, and I mean, again... They lost. It's whatever. It was a it was a Celtics team that was actually pretty good. They lost two too, so it's not like mm-hmm. you know. It's not like they lost to the Magic, but uh, the Donovan one definitely is the least memorable of the group. Uh, like twenty foul shots. I mean, it was really cool for him. Again, another young guy. 
Uh, it might be maybe more memorable just because, like, it was his, like, second or third week as a Cav. So he was like, hey, guys, look at me. He was pretty bad after it, sadly. Like, I wish that he, like, scored 70 and then, like, 50 the next day and, like, 50 the next day. It was just like, hey. It was a day after New Year's, too, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Start the new year with just a banger. Dude, we started the new year with, like, a couple of bangers. He had 70 and then, like, the next day, like, Jokic had, like, 46 on, like, 80% shooting. And then, like, Giannis had, like, a 52-point triple-double. We're like, what's going on? Yeah, we, <laughs> like, we got to stop. It's like, what's happening? You're just starting to show up. Please, please, please. New year, new me. They were acting different. They were acting uh, different, certainly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been getting a little bit of basketball, and it's been pretty fun. The Knicks are sadly dragging me back in. And spring training baseball is actually getting me more into the NBA because I'm like, this is cool, but this is meaningless. So let me go watch something. Cool. <laughs> That's literally what happened yesterday. I got home from work and I was like, put on this, put on this Portland Trailblazer game. And everybody's like, okay. And then we watched games like last 10 points and I was sick. And then um, yeah. I was like, right after I'm like, throw on that Clippers Nuggets game too. Let's get it. And then that was a great ending to a game too. And I was like, yeah, this, this was nice. This was good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is the fun time of NBA because again, NBA is weird when it comes to regular season. The, the games it are just doesn't matter, dude. It's so annoying. They it don't matter. They don't like watching the eighty-two NBA games and some, obviously, because you're not just watching one team. It's more grueling it, to me, and I mean, I love the NBA, but I do too. It, it's more grueling to watch all these games when, like, clearly the teams and the players and the organizations don't care about them all than watching the 162 baseball games. And and that's what I was also about to say. I can easily watch 162 Yankee games. Easy. Mm-hmm. And and more games on top of that because we're watching just whatever games are on throughout the day and then shutting them all down for the Yankee yeah. And granted, we're not watching all of them. Stuff happens, but like we could easily watch one. But they'll be on. Yeah. But but they'll be on. But I can easily sit down and watch as if I'm like obviously not working and stuff. <laughs> But sit down and watch 162 Yankee games. Easy. But when it comes to like NBA, it's it's tough. I don't even know why. It's just I, 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 I don't either. Just, I think it's just level of care. I think it's I think it's all the yeah. effort. We spoke about it a little bit. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Uh, where it was just like the only thing that matters is the championship. So like, yeah. Why should I care about the regular season when nobody else does? You know. Yeah, it's weird. I, I would love, I would love it to matter more, but they don't care. So, whatever. The, it, also, part seeding. of it too, like the one seed in the East every year always sucks. Yeah, you know, it's like they get in, you're like, oh, that team's not actually that good. Well, that that's also the thing with like the the play in tournament now. Like when you got damn near the the whole league making There's, the playoffs, dude, the Wizards are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, so why why should the Wizards you? are like, horrible? The Bulls might make the playoffs, and what's going to happen, here, here's here's the script. The Bulls are going to make the 10 seed. They'll win both play-in games, and then they'll get their doors ripped off by the, by Milwaukee or or whoever they wind up playing in the first actual yeah. round. And then the Bulls will be like, oh, but we won those play-in games, so let's make one more move and try and be successful. Then they'll go out and get another mid-level star and win 34 games by this point next year instead of 28. And it's like, woohoo, guys, awesome. You did it. You're still not contenders. It's like, bro. Like... Yeah. And then especially when you got 20 teams that are, are making the playoffs. I, I count the play-in as, as playoffs because you, you lose, you're gone. You yeah, so I, I consider them playoffs, just wild card round, yeah. whatever. So you got 20 out of 30 teams making the playoffs. Why why try all season? Why? Be good enough to get to the play-in game if you're you're not just a top-level uh, team. Be good enough for that. And and you're going to live a happy, happy ending. Probably not. You're going to get yeah. smacked, but yeah. you'll enjoy yourself. <laughs> And and that's what it comes down to, and it, it sucks. I don't know how the NBA could fix that. I think I really don't. I, when when the play-in happened, I thought it was a decent idea. I hate it now. I hate it now. I think it makes the I, season useless. I think it, the games aren't exciting. Like those games are exciting, but there's no, like how many times in NBA history has a one seed lost to an eight? Twice, maybe. Um, how many times yeah. has a seven seed beaten a two? Like 
five times ever, maybe. But now that eight seed and that seven seed aren't even seven and eight seeds anymore. They might be a nine or a ten. They're not beating the Celtics in a seven game series. No, you're you're not getting a Cinderella like that. That's gonna do it. Like it, it's cool for one game. You you can make magic happen in one game. You're not making magic happen in a if, seven game series. If the NBA like, playoff, a legitimate NBA team. You're not doing it. You're if, just not. If the NBA playoffs were like March Madness, this would work. But yeah. it's not. How I mean, what was the biggest problem in the mid 2010s with the NBA? It was the Warriors and the Cavs lock it every year for the play for the finals. Why? Because they were the better teams. The better teams nine times out of ten win a series. It's just how yeah. it goes. And so, like, why are you putting these teams that are clearly not better in? And 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 this is me live on air, like realizing that the the play in is just not Not it it. because i've i've been the same way like you've been a play-in guy you've liked the play-in for the most part because it's cool you you give more teams a chance to to do something you get a couple of exciting games now exactly like looking at the bigger picture now it it sucks it sucks because that that is the that is a reason why teams just aren't playing because they feel comfortable they feel comfortable. They they feel like we have a a solid chance at making the plan. Because we're not a one through six seed. We're we're not that that Celtic nugget type team. We we got enough to get by. Okay, cool. Let's get in the, the play in and then maybe we have a chance. You don't, but maybe we got a chance. Ain't so no. now you're 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 going on pipe dreams all season to to drive you to make the play in game. Be better. Make make the playoffs. So I'm, no, and, I'm and really not one, here for it. And one of the big issues too is like, say it happens. Say, let's just put it out there. The Wizards win their plan, right? They're the 10 seed. They win their plan. They win their second plan. Now they're the eight seed. Woohoo! Good job. Mm-hmm. You guys did great. Now you, play Bo- now you play Boston. Awesome. Right? They beat Boston. How many games? Probably six or seven. If they if they beat a seed like that, it's not four. I'll tell you that right now. It's not four. So it's six or seven games. So we'll just say seven, just for argument's sake. Now they get to go in and play the 76ers. It's yeah. like after just two elimination games, then you had a seven-game series, and I got to go play the third-best team in the conference. And and let's even say you make it past that. Like, what, now you got the Bucks? <laughs> like, go, come on now. Come on, like, I don't, I'm, and, and I don't so, like that. So I don't you, like any of that. And so, it, if all that happens and you make the finals, and I'm going to assume again, it's it's strong assumptions, but every upset they do takes the max amount of games. You are at 23 high pressure games before the finals even start. And now you got to potentially go up against Jokic or or Ja or like, come on now. I don't know, dude. It it doesn't happen. It it's it genuinely doesn't happen. Uh, let me like. When's the last time? When's the last time a seven seed went to the finals? I don't know. Why well, you're looking that up? It it's it's a cool concept. When it when it came in, very cool concept. You tried it. It's okay for things not to work. It's very okay for things not to work. It didn't work. Let it run its course. Take it out next season. Take it out. Because I, I don't really see it benefiting the league. Like, yeah, you get a couple of, again, high, high intensity games for for TV, and maybe you get two home play in games for for a franchise. Cool, get rid of it. Get the, rid of it. There has never been an eight seed to win an NBA finals. There's been one eight seed ever to reach the NBA finals. And it was, uh-huh. the, it was the 99 New York Knicks. It was a shortened season that year. And it went 25 and 25. And they made a run. That was the Spreewell Allen Houston team. I, I remember okay. that a little bit. I was like three. Okay. <laughs> so I remember it a little bit. I know we went to a playoff game that year when I was a kid. So shout out. We beat the Raptors. It was awesome. The lowest seed to ever win an NBA Finals is the number six seed Houston Rockets in 95. Damn. You know who was on? It's like, you know who was on that Rockets team? 
Uh, that that's Hakeem and Elijah Wan, <laughs> yeah. the best center of all time. <laughs> and, and what what's the highest to just or lowest to make it to the finals? It was that, that. It was the eight seed Knicks, eight seed Knicks, and they're the only eight seed to ever make it. Well, actually, yeah. But what's the? Um, do you have any higher ones than that? Uh, not or off. Does... Not off the. Okay. Not off the dome. Done. No. Don't matter then. Yeah. Don't matter then. But yeah, I mean that that just goes to show you it's it's not happening. Yeah, it, it <laughs> it's not matter. happening anytime soon. Because the top tier talent in the NBA is too good. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's, it's yeah, too good. It's too good, man. If, if everybody is healthy on the Celtics, they're a juggernaut. Bucks, juggernaut. Sixers, juggernaut. Um, Nuggets, Grizzlies. I mean, shit, even the, even the Kings right now, they're they're balling. Yeah, they're balling. Like Clippers, Warriors, obviously. Like they and there there's more teams than that. But if if they're healthy with no injuries in the playoffs, you're not beating them. Yeah, you're not. I I have um I don't know if this is what you were asking particularly, but the eight seed has beaten the one seed, so just advanced a singular round. Five times. Five wow. times in the league's history. And there was the Nuggets in 94, the Knicks in 99. Again, they went to the final. The We Believe Warriors, shout out, in 2007. Okay. The Memphis Grizzlies in 2011. That was the um, that was the Zach Randolph Grizzlies, the Gasol one. They were really good. They, they almost won the next series also. They would have been really sick. The 76ers did it to the Derrick Rose Bulls. That that's not, when he got hurt. Though, not the right? sla- not yeah, yeah, not the slander Derrick Rose yeah. twice in one episode, but he, he did get hurt. We we love Derrick. And we, we love him. Yeah, we do. Big but that, that was that was tough. Again, not healthy. So you got a chance. But at that point, you only had one guy on your team that was a star. And at that, you, you can at have, that point, you can you have three needed, at this point. Yeah, at that point, you only yeah. needed really one. And that's not really fair either. Luau Deng was really good. They had a young Jimmy Butler. Um, who was the... No, but, but I mean, really like, yeah. star. Like, I, you, you can have great players around you. But every everybody had somebody. Now you got a, a few guys that are, are him. So you, you Bucks, better hope. I really love that the Bucks are, like, not really that... Like they got yeah, you got Giannis and you you got Drew, Drew and and Chris. And, and Chris and they're good and, and, and Brook Lopez. Lopez. They're yeah. they're yeah. very good players, but they're not like they're yeah. guys that in twenty five years you'll look at the Bucks roster and your your eleven year old son would be like, Dad, this team sucked. And he's like, No, it's not. No, they weren't son. No, that was the best <laughs> defensive team in the league for half a decade. No, they were not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're gonna get on him real quick, <laughs> but yeah, it's um. It's fun looking back in hindsight, definitely. But no, that Bulls also, team is good. Um, also, we haven't talked about it, but the Bucks are on a 14-game win streak. They are on a 14-game win streak. They are balling. And Giannis has uh, oh, not even been his best form during that. So Yeah, yeah so uh, let, let's make note of that. <laughs> For Put it one time. We're Nick's, like, on a five, Nick's on a five-bean Nick's, right Nick's, now. Nick's are on a five-bean. They are on a five-bean. Shout bean. out. I've, I'm telling you, they've been roping me back a little bit. Don't, is that the um, no, the second the, is uh, that the second biggest streak? Oh, we got <laughs> we got the Spurs I was about to feeling say, the other. We, we they're feeling dangerous on a 16 losing streak. Yo, <laughs> 16 game losing streak. Shout out to the Spurs who know how to tank. Because I just mentioned how bad the Rockets are this year and I I stand by that. The Spurs are significantly better than the Rockets and they are so much better at tanking. If you put them together right now in a game and said you need to win this or your organization gets launched to the sun, Spurs win by twenty five. <laughs> now, if you say tank better, the Spurs are one game or half a game up. The Spurs might get the more ping pong balls by the end of the season, and that's hilarious. <laughs> that's part of what makes the Rockets so bad. They've won they, some games that they've had no business winning. And it's really they, funny. they they keep it close enough on <laughs> on the record board. They're like, oh, they're they're doing good. Okay, let's. Dude, 
Jalen Green let's, will decide to throw up 37 shots one day and actually shoot 50% that day because he doesn't do that very often. <laughs> and it's like, that will be one. Nice. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why I like making fun of them for it. I think it's because like I genuinely dislike a lot of their draft picks recently. I hate Jalen Green. <laughs> I hate, I hate Jabari Smith. <laughs> like I don't. I hate KPJ. Sangoon's sick I, though. I have a bad habit of like if if you're a bad team, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't look at you. That's fair. You know, I remember we were I talking about the empty stats earlier. Jalen Green, empty stat merchant. Oh my goodness, he's going twenty-one and like four or five this year. He might be twenty-two. It's like twenty-one or twenty-two, four and four. And you're like, oh, that's a pretty good player. That's like fringe all-star level level caliber player, right? Like, you take one more significant step, you're probably an all-star. No, that dude sucks. <laughs> He's like the least efficient guy I've ever seen play basketball. He takes like the worst shots. He's a shooting guard that pretends he's a point, can't dribble, can't create. I'm going in on you. Jalen, you're young. Be better. Hey, yo. Like, learn. Stop, bro. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no shot. <laughs> I just got them so dirty. It's so dirty. That's crazy. But um, he, he's he's doing all his fans dirty, so it's okay. <laughs> Shout out JJ. <laughs> oh, there. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. That's that's gonna do it for today. Uh, we can <laughs> we can end on some slander. I can get down to that. Everybody, if you aren't already, make sure you follow us at Spectators Media on Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, all that good stuff. If you haven't subbed to our new YouTube where this podcast is going to be posted, go to YouTube, sub, because that's where every single podcast episode is going to be. It is isolated from the rest of our videos now. That is strictly for scrolling's convenience, and that'll just make life easier so there's not 100 podcast episodes in between your favorite hype videos. It's just better that way, you know? So make sure you go sub there. We'll be back again next Monday. Episode 177 is on the way. We'll have more baseball, we, um, more basketball. Um, we, we we do got something spicy coming up too. We mm-hmm. we got our next event in mm-hmm. the works. So if you guys haven't heard or haven't seen what happened at our last event, we got the video up on our spectators media IG page. We'll be on YouTube shortly also. So go check that out and be on the lookout for some details because it's coming. That, that's it. That's, that's it. all. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Enjoy it. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.